Seventh-day Adventist, and let us start with a word of prayer. Loving Father, may your Holy Spirit be with us as we seek to explain these truths. Help us to speak the truth and nothing but the truth, and to speak it clear as day, that all may simply understand for your honor and glory, and that everyone who accepts these truths may stand in the truth. In Jesus' holy name we pray, with thanks even unto thee. Amen. Well, today our discussion will be about true and false justification explained. True and false justification explained. Now, why are we talking about justification? Because, my dear people, justification is a very important doctrine for the Christian church. In fact, the point of change part of the whole plan of salvation is justification. Let me repeat that again. The point of change part of the whole plan of salvation is justification. And every single Christian must understand what justification is all about. If you get justification wrong, you will get a whole host of, of theology or of your understanding of the Bible wrong. And once those teachings are wrong, you would end up being in a false religion. Yes, my dear people. And since God wants us to walk in true religion and nothing but the truth, since Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, we ought to get to understand what is the doctrine of justification by faith. In fact, Martin Luther, whom God used to start the Protestant Reformation, he started this Reformation on the doctrine of justification by faith. And that came to define the difference between the Protestant churches and the Roman Catholic Church. Yes, my dear people. So, we need to properly understand justification by faith. But our study is going to take a slant to show the change that has taken place in this doctrine in present-day evangelical religion. We want to show how far they have gone from the original doctrine and we want to discover why. Why did they go that far? What happened in history that caused that to happen? Now, first of all, we are looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. And in these verses, we are going to see the word justified or justification used. And we are going to see how it is explained. You are going to see it is paralleled with words that shows it is a change of heart. It is a point of change doctrine. It is a subjective teaching. It is a subjective experience, justification. And you are going to see also why the Bible tells us this clearly. We are going to read from verse 9 to 11 in First uh, Corinthians chapter 6 I quote know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God be not deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor effeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners shall enter shall inherit the kingdom of god let's just stop here for a while observe we are told no effeminate person will enter into the kingdom of god that's people who practice sodomite culture my dear people as they call it homosexuals or gay those who practice homosexual or gay culture or sodomite culture we are told will not enter into heaven we are told no abusers of themselves with mankind what does that mean those who practice sodomite sex 
or gay sex as they call it we are told no such gay people will enter into the kingdom of heaven what does this mean my dear people that those who are pushing gay rights they are actually pushing people to be lost they will not inherit the kingdom of God and the Bible says such were some of you in other words there were people that had those states also it continues in in verse 11 and such were some of you past perfect but you are washed but you are sanctified but you are justified there is the word in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the spirit of our God end of quote notice what we are being told here in this verse verse 11 you find the word justified is used paralleled with sanctified and washed that washing is a spiritual washing of the mind from idolatry or idol values the sanctified is separation from sin when God removed the idols from your heart he separates sins from us he does it by washing and this is what it, this is what is called justifying us or making us righteous and we are told this happens in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the spirit of our God which simply means we receive the spirit of God dwelling in us through Jesus Christ and here we are told and such were some of you past perfect but now you're washed so here now you're justified so here we see clearly that justification in this scripture is clearly identified as a point of change doctrine yes my dear people and this is a, a talk for those of you who are trying to push sodomy and speak about sodomy, sodomy as if sodomy is a right sodomy is not a right it is a perverted practice a practice against nature and against health it is not a right we cannot bring down the concepts of rights so low now it goes on so we see as we continue that the Bible clearly tells us here that justification is a point of change doctrine but something happened in the history of the church my dear people and this is what we want to look at a change took place in that understanding of the doctrine of justification by faith so much that today evangelical religions and, uh, and protestant religions together are teaching a different kind of justification to the original kind taught in the reformation and, to, and as taught in the bible for instance i'm going to give you some examples here now i am reading from an evangelical book the name of the author is philip de Cousy. philip de Cousy. the name of the book is standing room only page 320 this is what he tells us i quote for you the use of the word justify in the bible indicates that justification is a legal declaration by god it means to be declared righteous to be accounted righteous the single most serious flaw in trying to understand justification is to suppose that it means to make righteous in the sense of actually producing righteousness in the one justified end of quote did you get that my dear people we are actually being told it is a single most serious flaw to teach that when god justifies you he makes you righteous or produces righteousness in you we are actually being told that is a serious flaw here is this horrible thing we are being told in this book so they are actually telling us that god is going to declare the person righteous but there's going to be no righteousness in the person or the person is, is not going to be made righteous so what does that mean that when god declares the person righteous the person is not changed they still remain unrighteous this is what we are being told my dear people this is the horrible doctrine that we are being told now i continue page 321 of the book observe more blasphemies i quote similarly with justification 
the person is declared to be just or in a right relationship to the law not to be made righteous in, in its theological sense justification is a forensic or a purely legal term it is not a work done within the sinner but a work done on behalf of the sinner it describes what God declares about the believer not what he does to change the believer end of quote did you get that clear my dear people so we are actually being told in this false uh, non-transformation um, justification doctrine that it is not something that God does in the person that God doesn't change the person yet God declares the person righteous that's blasphemy and on page 321 again we are told in fact justification effects no actual change whatsoever in the sinner's nature or character end of quote so what are we to think that the person still has a corrupt character they still have a sinful uh, uh, experience and yet still God declares them righteous is that what the Bible teach no not at all yet this changeless justification doctrine is what we are being told by today's evangelical churches yes my dear people on page 322 of that same book we are told I quote they go so far to tell us that it is God's attitude that have to change not the sinner's attitude did you get that blasphemous statement they go so far to tell us it is not the sinner's attitude that changes it is God's attitude towards us that changes so this will give the impression that God has a wrong attitude towards us let me quote for you on page 322 of the same book it tells us in biblical terms justification is a divine verdict of not guilty fully righteous it is the reversal of God's attitude towards the sinner whereas he formerly condemned he now vindicates end of quote did you see that we are actually being told that justification is a change in God's attitude towards the sinner and this is what these Christian churches are telling us is true my dear people do you see how far they are fallen from what the Bible teaches you're going to tell a person who is doing gross evil that they are righteous and, and that, that God has declared them righteous and they are still in sin blasphemous teachings pass off as justification gross errors that destroy holiness pass off as justification my dear people observe what Edward John Carnell in his book Christian Commitment and Introduction page 257 and 258 tells us I quote some may, may rebut that the doctrine of imputed righteousness is out of harmony with the claims of moral and spiritual environment how can God call us righteous when we are not in fact righteous yes my dear people that is true but he goes on though we have been redeemed from the curse of sin we have not been redeemed from the presence of sin did you get that end of quote he is actually telling us that we have been re 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 redeemed from the curse of sin but not from the presence of sin I thought it is the presence of sin that causes the curse of sin I didn't know the curse of sin causes the presence of sin so he is telling us that while the person is no, no longer has the curse of sin they have the presence of sin so could you imagine the presence of sin is, uh, is with a person but they are not cursed because of that and this is the teachings that are passing as Christianity today today people are bawling oh we are Christians we are Christians we follow Jesus Christ and look at the false teachings they are telling us in the same book Christian commitment and an apologetic by Edward John Carnell page 260 
this is what he tells us i quote the church is a fellowship of forgiven sinners not a fellowship of former sinners christ removes the judicial condemnation of pride and self-sufficiency but he does not remove pride and self-sufficiency end of quote did you get that would you like your minister to teach you that when you go to church that while God removes the condemnation for pride and self-sufficiency he does not remove pride and self-sufficiency in you that you're a Christian but you still have pride and self-sufficiency could you imagine a Christian wallowing or existing in pride and self-sufficiency and saying God has removed the condemnation so even though I have the wrong I am not condemned and this is what these people are telling us my dear people now the next point we are, to, we, we are to ask where did these churches get that false changeless justification doctrine from where did they get it from many evangelicals will claim that they inherited that teaching from Martin Luther whom God used to teach the doctrine of justification and start the protestant reformation back to the original truths of the Bible but the facts are Luther never taught a changeless justification doctrine no my dear people Luther never taught a changeless justification doctrine observe that the following author I am going to quote from tells us that Luther taught a justification doctrine that is the same as the new birth or regeneration observe in other words he taught a justification that changes a person that's what Luther did let's see this I am quoting from Peter Toon born again his book born again page 101 to 102 hear what he tells us i quote now luther is famous for his eloquent and powerful exposition of the doctrine of justification by faith alone that is the teaching that we are justified not by works but solely by a faith that arises in us did you get that by a faith that arises in us through the power of the gospel since our primary concern is inward regeneration we must ask what is the relation of justification and regeneration in Luther's teachings for Luther justifying faith and being born from above are inseparable did you get that my dear people do you see Luther is teaching a justification that is a point of change justification a changeable justification doctrine a, do a, doct a doctrine that teaches justification is an inner change let me quote for you again for Luther justifying faith and being born from above are inseparable for where there is justifying faith there are also the beginnings of a new creation in the heart on account of Christ a believing sinner is forgiven accepted and declared to be righteous by the father at the same time the holy spirit enters the soul to bring christ and to create new life thus christ whom faith brings into the heart is not only our righteousness in heaven and alien righteousness acceptable to the father he is also and at the same time an effective living power within our hearts drawing us in communion with and love of god 
the very faith that looks only and solely to Christ and his righteousness which is outside ourselves becomes also the presence and power of Christ within us in Luther's thinking justification consists of both the declaration of acceptance in heaven and the inner transformation leading to new obedience forgiveness and regeneration are inseparable within the one reality of justification end of quote by Peter Toon yes my dear people all of these statements here given to us by Peter Toon shows that justification and born again the change that takes place within the person where Christ dwells within the person where the person is purified from sin within justification is that doctrine and Peter Toon is telling us that this is what Luther taught but then let's forget Peter Toon let's go to Luther himself and hear Luther's words for himself so that you will see that the Reformation started in 1517 with Martin Luther preaching the doctrine of justification by faith and the doctrine he taught was a changeable uh, 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 experience a justification that changes the person within yes my dear people now I am quoting from Martin Luther's book three treatises three treatises I'm quoting first of all from page 158 what does he tell us I quote hard on this faith there follows of itself a most sweet stirring of the heart whereby the spirit of man is enlarged and enriched this is love that is love given by the Holy Spirit through faith in Christ so that he is drawn to Christ that gracious and bounteous testator and made a totally new and different man end of quote so here Luther is telling us that we are given love uh, and that uh, through the spirit of Christ and that we are made a new and different man yes my dear people again on page uh, 188 Luther tells us I quote thus it is not baptism that justifies or benefits anyone but it is faith in that word of promise to which baptism is added this faith justifies and fulfills that which baptism signifies for faith is the submersion of the old man and the emerging of the new end of quote did you see that my dear people so here he's telling us that in when God justifies us it is a spiritual baptism and this submerges the old man like how you go down in baptism and emerges the new man like how you come up from baptism so he's telling us it is a change doctrine justification teaches a change he goes on and tells us on page 190 of his uh, of his book baptism then signifies two things death and resurrection that is full and complete justification this death and resurrection we call the new creation regeneration and spiritual birth. end of quote did you get that my dear people here is Luther's words himself telling us that justification is a change who then therefore can come and tell us different do you see how far these churches are fallen on page 295 of his book he tells us I quote since by faith the soul is cleansed and made to love God it desires that all things and especially its own body 
shall be purified so that all things may join with it in loving and praising God. End of quote. So here he's actually speaking about the purification of the person by justification by faith. Yes, my dear people. And in his epoch book, uh, a commentary on St. Paul's epistle to the Galatians, Luther on page 425 tells us again, I quote, Now, if they be above and without the law, then are they justified by the spiritual birth only, which is nothing else but faith. End of quote. So here he's telling us, the spiritual birth justifies us. What does this mean? That Luther is telling us that justification is a point of change doctrine. Yes, my dear people. Now we got to ask the question. We ask the question, where in heaven's name did that change of justification come from? Where did it come from? Since Luther taught a point of change justification doctrine. Since Luther did teach a subjective point of change justification, the question really is, where did the false changeless justification originate or come from? It came from none other than Philip Melanchthon, Luther's major partner in the Reformation, my dear people. It was Philip Melanchthon that developed the false justification doctrine as he was the first and major systematic theology formulator for the Reformation. Yes, my dear people. It was Philip Melanchthon that changed that doctrine. Yes, my dear people. Now, let me give you our address and phone number so that you would contact us. Those of you who want to call us, our number is 625-0446. Again, 625-0446. You can call us for more information. Or if you choose to write us, you can write us at this address. Tuesday SDA Church, P.O. Bag, 59, Morvan, Trinidad, West Indies. Again, Tuesday SDA Church, P.O. Bag, 59, Morvan, Trinidad, West Indies. You can, you can contact us at those addresses. And as, as I have told you before, my dear people, we have actually already prepared for you the book on Afrocentrism, the deception of Afrocentrism. There is so much exposure you would never believe that is in this book. You would see how the black consciousness movement or the Afrocentric movement have been lying to you in many different things. We give you original documentation. You would see the very facts about it. This book, we are asking you to order it at our church. Call us and we will send free copies of the black and white. But anybody who wants the colored, they're going to have to pay for it because it is very expensive. So you can call and order a copy and we'll give you a copy of black and white of the book Afrocentrism. And any other literature you want, whether on justification or God is worship, you call and we'll also send you copies. Now, what we told you before is that the doctrine of justification by faith have been changed. The church originally did not teach that false doctrine that is currently being taught. The church never taught a changeless justification doctrine. The church originally, under the influence of Paul and the apostles, taught a justification that is a point of change doctrine. Also, the reformation that started to move back to the truth after the great Catholic apostasy, 
That same justification taught by Luther was a subjective justification doctrine. It was Melanchthon that brought in the change. We're going to touch that next week. Now, let me give you some scriptures again to show you that justification is a point of change doctrine. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 6, this is what we are told. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now listen to this. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 tells us this. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if Romans 5.1 tells us that justification gives us peace, but Romans 8.6 tells us that it is the spiritual mind that gives us peace, it follows that when God justifies us according to Romans 5.1 and we get peace, it is because he gives us the spiritual mind. Yes, my dear people, justification therefore gives us the spiritual mind that we have peace. This is what these scriptures show us. So if anybody comes and tells you a justification where God declare you righteous, but you're not changed at all, you've got to tell them that this is a false doctrine. Tell them the church originally taught a point of change doctrine of justification. And this is the real truth. And remember, while you're here, you can order the booklet. Uh, it's 84 pages. Uh, the, the, the deception of Afrocentrism. Call us at 6250446. We'll give you a free black and white copy and you can get a colored copy if, if you pay for it, with which we will explain to you. May God bless you and help you to understand that justification is a change of heart, a change of experience. God changes you in fact. So may God bless you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. The judgment has set. The books have been shall we stand in that great day when every thought and word and action God the righteous judge shall weigh how shall we stand in that great day how shall we stand in that great day? Shall we be 